in today's show. Here we are, looking at the injury situation right across the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're 30 teams to look at. Why don't we... Uh... Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The Hawks. Pretty clean injury report. That's always good news. Unfortunately, it's their best player who's on the injury report. And that is uh, Trey Young. Has a shoulder contusion. He warmed up prior to last game. Wasn't able to go. The thought is it isn't particularly serious. They play again on Thursday, so a couple of days still to go. And I would be pretty surprised if Young misses. Maybe he misses one of those games. It's a back-to-back on Thursday, Friday. Um, but I don't expect it's a long-term thing. With him out, Bogdanovich and Herter and Dylan Wright all get bumps to become must-roster 12-team guys. And then Wright, of course, is a drop. Herter probably is a drop there. And Bogdanovich becomes a fringe guy. But this is just a one-game situation, is my guess. The Boston Celtics injury report is a lot cleaner. It's just Bol Bol. I know that there's PJ Dozier as well, but we already know he's ruled out for the season. And Bol, there's no way he's playing this year either, so we can forget about him. He's out with that foot fracture. And that's it. They are healthy, which is always, always huge news for a team to be healthy, especially at this point in the season. Not so good news for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I guess the good news is that James Harden is likely to return on Tuesday after that hand strain kept him out uh, that game on Saturday against the Warriors. He looks like he'll return, but it's worse news for LaMarcus Aldridge, who suffered a pretty significant ankle sprain in that game against the Warriors. He's out at least the next four games, so that takes him out the rest of this week. Maybe there's a chance he returns on that Tuesday against the Celtics on the 8th of February. I would be pretty doubtful. I don't think it's just a weak injury. I think we're talking two to three here, but all they've done is ruled him out for the road trip. Kevin Durant is out with his MCL injury. He won't play in the All-Star break. So he is out for a yeah, decent chunk of time here. Uh, unfortunately for the Nets and for him, of course, that just keeps Kessler Edwards as that fringy, streamy sort of a player um, who does provide some defensive numbers. Joe Harris with the ankle setback. We're not expecting him back until after the All-Star break either. And even then, he's not a stash. Like He's, just, he's such a fringe 12-team league player to me that's a three-point specialist. Hello, Duncan, Duncan Robinson that you just don't want to be sitting on a bloke like that for that long with that much uncertainty about where his role sits. And of course, Paul Millsap's out for personal reasons, and the personal reasons are, I don't want to play for you guys anymore. So we'll see what happens to him. Um, he won't play another game for the Nets, whether he's traded or bought out or whatever happens. Yeah, Millsap won't be playing for Brooklyn, would be my estimation. For the Charlotte Hornets, Gordon Haywood, dealing with a foot issue slash ankle issue. Um, well, he was in COVID protocols as well. Um, 
he's going to miss Wednesday's game, is the guess there. So maybe he's back on Friday. With him out, they're starting Cody Martin. And Martin's minutes are way up. He's not producing at a particularly high level. But he can be a stream option for, th- for steals, maybe for some threes. While Ubre has missed the last two with an ankle problem. We know he's all over the shop. Minutes and usage and shooting numbers. With Haywood out, he does become a 12-team league guy. But when Haywood plays, like he might play 23 minutes making him really tough to roster in that scenario. Jalen McDaniels also has missed the last five games with an ankle sprain. He might be okay to return on Wednesday, but he's not a guy that's going to have significant role when everyone's healthy uh, anyway. The Chicago Bulls. Javonte Green has reappeared on the injury report for Tuesday's game. Thankfully, it's just listed as probable with ankle soreness. He's just going to get those 24 minutes every night, and that has streamable value for deeper leagues, maybe occasionally in 12 teams. I don't think he pushes any higher than that or does too much more than that, but that's what his role is. And then, of course, there's the six- to eight-week crew. Alex Caruso with his wrist, Lonzo Ball with his knee, and Derek Jones Jr. with his finger. Now, Jones could return earlier with a splint on that finger, but there's going to be a six- to eight-week timetable on getting that thing fixed. He is not an impact player anyway. Guys like Bradley and Troy Brown and Javante Green now were taking his role, and he wasn't going to be playing a significant role Regardless, Patrick Williams, there is a hope, I guess, he can come back before the end of the regular season. I think you'd have zero hope of him having any impact in any fantasy league, really, this season. But it is possible. I just highly, highly doubt that being the case. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Darius Garland, missed the last game with a back problem. He'd been dealing with that back issue for a while. Going back, you know, three weeks or so, he's had some issues with having to go to locker rooms and dealing with that problem. He finally took a game off on Monday on the second half of a back-to-back. I expect that he returns, if not Wednesday, against the Rockets. Um, Friday against the Hornets, almost definitely he would be back. Larry Markinen dealing with the ankle sprain. Um, he has already missed four games since the 24th of January. I think this is like a high ankle sprainy sort of thing where he's going to miss probably three weeks, maybe even through to the All-Star break. We don't have any confirmation on that yet, but I would not be expecting Lowry back this week or really, really next week either. I think that would be tough to expect him back in that situation with what was a pretty significant um, ankle sprain. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks. Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. Oh, it happens again, doesn't it? Knee soreness ended his night on Saturday. He sat out on Sunday. He's out again on Wednesday with his knee soreness. Just always something with him in his knee. The knees are never going to be right with him. Maybe he'll have a season where he plays 70 games. Probably not. On a per-game basis, he puts up great numbers. Um, and then the knee happens. And then he has to ramp himself back up. And it just the cycle continues. It's it's. I'm sure it's more, way more annoying for him than it is for us. But it's frustrating anyway. Um, so here, yeah, he is out again. Will they, he play that match against Philadelphia on Friday? Oh, I don't know. Like it's it's really touch and go for him for the rest of this week. Never a good thing. Sterling Brown is out again with foot soreness. He hasn't played since the 17th of January, so that's two weeks or so. And he is, yeah, um, not an impact player, but a guy that could have taken on more minutes with the injury to Tim Hardaway. Hardaway had foot surgery today on that foot fracture. No way he's playing in the fantasy season or even the NBA regular season, I wouldn't have thought. Maybe he returns at the end of April, but again, that's not having any impact in fantasy seasons. For the vast, vast majority of you, um, he's just not going to have any impact. So yeah, of course, you can go ahead and drop big Tim Hardaway. But what you can't drop is price picks because price picks is NBA DFS made easy. 
NBA fans, you're looking for a great daily fantasy option. So you need to try this award-winning app, PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and you get an over-under on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times on your entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers. And the entries take under 60 seconds. Really straightforward stuff. PrizePix also offers a variety of options. Any prop you can think of, points, rebounds, steals, threes, fantasy points. You can even do mixed sport entries. So when the Super Bowl's coming around, chuck a Super Bowl entry in there with an over-under for, say, Matt Stafford's passing yards and chuck an NBA points and steals props in there. Mash them all up together. They also do college basketball, college football when that season's on, baseball, soccer, NFL, MMA, so many different things. PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right, an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA50 for $50 for free. If a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We'll have unique lives, whether you're invested in crypto for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. That sounds good. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it. TurboTax Live. NBA trade deadline, Thursday, February the 10th, 3 p.m. We've got a live show on Locked On NBA from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern over on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Hosted by Kim Becker, you're going to hear the musings of Locked On Celtics legend John Corrales and Locked On fantasy basketball dropkick Josh Lloyd talking about all of the trades going on across the league from a real-life perspective, and I'm going to be chucking in my fantasy takes on them as well. So Locked On NBA YouTube channel, hit the notification bell. Go and, go and get that, uh, that channel subbed as well. Head over to Locked On NBA and be ready for the live Locked On trade deadline show. I'll be there. It's going to be fun. I'll see you guys there. Let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Big Chungus. Nikola Jokic is questionable for the game today with a toe soreness issue. That's interesting. It is the first game of a back-to-back on a road trip against the Wolves and the Jazz, two division rivals. Bit interesting that he's appearing on the injury report. He doesn't normally miss many games. He had the issue earlier this year. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Let's watch that, of course. DeMarcus Cousins dealing with a foot problem. Cousins is obviously not making an impact in fantasy leagues. He's playing like 12 minutes a night. Uh, whether he even gets signed past this 10-day remains to be seen. Whether he even plays with Jermichael Green back in the fold, I don't know. Jamal Murray, still no update on his ACL. I'm expecting an April return, maybe March, and not being an impact player for 12-team leagues. Well, Maga Porter Jr., um, he did... Well, the Nuggets did apply for disabled player exception, meaning they could sign someone in his roster spot uh, with the NBA assuming that it is likely that he would not be able to return until after the NBA finals. So if you are holding out hope of Michael Porter returning, I think it's falsely placed. Sure, that disabled player exception does not mean that he cannot return because he can. 
But if MBA's independent evaluators look at him and the medicals and all that stuff and say, you will not be back until after the, after the middle of June, then him returning at the start of March for your fantasy playoffs seems, sorry kids, pretty fucking unlikely, really. Like that's three and a half months earlier than expected for a bloke who's had multiple back surgeries it seems rather, rather optimistic to be holding on to him. Don't do it. That would be my advice. The Detroit Pistons. Some good news. Jez Grant, he's back today. Kelly Linick, he's back today. What this means for the rotation, I've got no idea. Where does this put Alf Stewart? Where does this put Trey Lyles? How do they, and what happens to Sadiq Bay? What the hell happens to Cade Cunningham's shots? How many terrible shots does Jeremy Grant want to take? We're going to find out today, but they're back. Josh Jackson's doubtful with a spine injury. He's also just not going to be a rotation player, so that's cool. Isaiah Livers is out with a foot injury still, while Jamorco Pickett is out with a toe sprain, and those guys aren't going to play. The Golden State Warriors. A whole bunch of blokes that I've just got to talk about because they're out today. Steph's out with a toe issue. Yep, that's a back-to-back rest. Andy Wiggins is out with knee soreness. That's a back-to-back rest. Clay Thompson's out literally with back-to-back rest with his knee. Uh, Otto Porter, this is not back-to-back rest because he didn't play yesterday. He's also not playing today. It's obviously injury management of some sort. But Porter is out again with his foot issue. Andre Iguodala is dealing with his hip issue. He hasn't played for seven consecutive games now. James Wiseman, still dealing with a meniscus. Who knows when he's going to return? I don't think he should even play when he returns, to be honest. And if you are still stashing James Wiseman, welcome to the show for the first time. Nemanja Bielitsa, dealing with a back problem. He's also out on Tuesday. That, that'll be three straight games missed for Bielitsa. But they've got depth. They just throw Toscano, Anderson, and Lee, and Moot. They don't have enough to, curry, curry, to cover Curry and Wiggins. But they've got depth. I haven't even mentioned the biggest one, Draymond Green. He's going to be reevaluated prior to the All-Star break. Well, that's deceptively vague. Does that mean he's reevaluated literally you know, the day before the All-Star game? I would imagine that he's not playing up until the All-Star game. That would be my expectation. They say he's progressing and it's all positive. They said the same thing about James Wiseman while they slid him through the back door for a knee surgery. So I don't know what this means with Draymond. Oh, we're going to ramp up Jim. Yeah, yeah, he's coming soon, man. We're just ramping him up. It's all looking good as he's in there getting his knee cut open for a second time. So excuse me if I don't believe the bullshit that the Warriors are going to spin here about this injury. Um, It's obviously worrying. And you keep streaming Otto Porter even though he's missed these last two games. Not a great injury list there, but again, Steph, Wiggins, not considered you know, serious issues. Houston looks all right, don't they? Just Usman Garuba, who I actually really like as a prospect and player. We're just not going to get to see him this year. With Shingun, Tice, Wood, not the Tice is playing. Garuba just never had a chance. And now he's had wrist surgery, which is basically going to end his season or at least put him out until probably the end of March. Maybe you get a couple of games for him. He's a very interesting, think on Yekara Kongwu with less offensive game, but a very interesting dynasty stash player who could have top 70 fantasy seasons in the future and you can get him at an absolute bargain price. That's how I would view him. The Indiana Pacers. Well, that's a shithouse injury report, isn't it? DeMontis Sabonis still dealing with the COVID protocols. I expect Sabonis is out for the rest of this week. Miles Turner with the foot issue. Well, we, we expect him out the rest of this week. Is he out until the trade deadline? That's the expectation at this stage. Is he going to get traded? They should have traded him three years ago. The lack of interest from NBA teams over the last few years in Miles Turner 
is been really, really confusing. I don't get it. So I don't know what they're going to do with him in terms of where the value lies. And of course, O'Shea Brissett missed last game with an ankle problem. He should be back. He's listed as probable for Wednesday's game. Um, Goga Badadze has already been ruled out of Wednesday with that foot issue. So we're just going to keep rolling with Isaiah Jackson. No Sabonis, no Badadze. Jackson should start should start over Brissett. But again, remember, Jackson's game last game came because Turner, Sabonis, Brissett, and Goga were out. Not to say that Jackson's not good. I, I think he is actually their future starting center. Whether that happens for a prolonged period this time of the year, I don't know. You, you can, you, you definitely roll with him now. And then we see where that leads us to when these other players return. I don't. I honestly don't think Sabonis is getting traded, and I don't think we're getting 30 minutes of Isaiah Jackson next to Demontis Sabonis. But it's something to watch. I'm getting to... I don't think TJ Warren's playing this season. And I don't think TJ McConnell's coming back this season. There's no need for it. Um, but we just haven't heard. TJ Warren's a notoriously slow healer. That's just who he is. Not his fault. I just. I don't think he's coming back. And then Malcolm Brogdon. Well, he had his re-evaluation. The re-evaluation was, yeah, we don't really know anymore. And this is what I said at the time when they had that 10-day rest. Okay, he's already had rest for like three weeks and it didn't improve shit. What's the extra 10 days going to do? I I think that the chances of Brogdon playing again this year are pretty slim. Would I drop him? That depends on how desperate I am. I, I would consider it. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's playing. I don't think Warren's playing. And I'm not sure Turner's playing another game in a Pacer uniform. Really interesting stuff how they approach the rest of their season, isn't it? We, we don't know what it's going to be, but it is very, very interesting. What's also interesting is Bilt Bar. Maybe TJ Warren needs some Bilt Bars because Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's just like a candy bar, but candy bars, you know, they're, they're garbage. They taste, they taste great. Sure, no worries. But they're full of sugar. They're full of fat. They're jam-packed full of calories. You don't want to be eating those bars when you can have something delicious that's full of protein and low in calories 130 calories a bar of a built bar and 17 grams of protein and the flavors they are delicious i'm telling you now cookies and cream goat absolute goat why don't you grab yourself a box of those but try the other ones too orange raspberry strawberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie they're chucking a new one out i think it's a white chocolate white chocolate cookies and cream i think i saw which sounds amazing so go to built bar get yourself some boxes but do it for a discount built.com use the code locked 15 L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Go ahead to built.com. I'll spell it for you. B-U-I-L-T.com. The code is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Built Bar is built different. Clippers. Sorry, this is a long show. Clippers. If it's Zubats, out with a calf issue. Don't know if he's going to come back on Thursday. I think he will, but... Calf issues can linger. We know that. That doesn't mean that Hartenstein's a must-add. doesn't mean that Abarca's a must-add. This whole roster is ridiculous in the way they run things. Only 14 minutes for Hartenstein last game. I love him. If he plays 22 minutes a night, he is a 12-team league player. But the fact that he played 14 minutes a night or 14 minutes with Zubats out was really, really tough to swallow. I don't know what the hell happens with Abarca. I think this whole roster's a mess. Paul George in his UCL, I think he's done. I don't know this at any point for a fact. But the rest... I don't think it's working. I don't expect him back. Kawhi, what's the point of him coming back? Now, the counter to this is they don't have their draft pick. So what are they tanking for? It's not necessarily just about tanking. It's about why rush two older guys to come back and maybe re-injure. 
and even so, I think even if Kawhi comes back, he's not making a difference for fantasy seasons. Paul George might, and I don't think you can drop Paul George. But I'm really, really worried about him returning. Uh, Jason Preston, he's still out with a foot injury. For the Lakers, just a reminder, that report on NBC Sports Edge, nay, Roto World, was wrong about him missing the next six games um, just because of a poorly written ESPN article. LeBron is doubtful for today's game. Uh, so not today's game, tomorrow's game with that knee problem. Um, he might play against the Clippers on Thursday. He might play on Saturday against the Knicks. It's obviously a huge worry about his knee and this swelling. And I think there's going to be more missed games for LeBron down the track here. It's it's a worry. And then Kendrick Nunn, just another one of the in the long list of players that we just haven't seen at all this year. And even when he comes back and plays, what is he actually going to make an impact for 12-10 leagues? No. 14, probably not. 16, probably not. Like, what's he going to play? 20 minutes? Along that mass of Bradley, Reeves, Monk, those minutes? Is he better than any of those guys? I'd say he's worse than most of them. He's better than Bradley, because let's be honest, most players are. But yeah, he's not going to have that much of an impact. Dylan Brooks. Kids. Switch off. Cover him. I got no fucking idea when he's coming back. Absolutely none. The Grizzlies don't tell you. They don't tell you anything. Still waiting to hear out what Jar Morant's injury actually was. Um, still waiting to figure out what the hell happened with Jaron Jackson last year. Dylan Brooks has an ankle sprain. He has missed multiple weeks. There was talk maybe he'd be after All-Star break. Maybe he's around this time. We just don't know. They play Wednesday. Let's safely rule him out of that. Then they play again on Saturday. Could he come back on Saturday? Could he come back the week after? We honestly just don't know. I think if he is on your waiver wire, you should grab him to hold for now. But we just don't have an update on when he's coming back. Same with Miami. We don't have an update on Kyle Lowry. Something's, something's going wrong here. We feel for him. This, I believe it's an illness with his mother is what I have heard. That is completely unsubstantiated and we hope that everything is okay with her. But it's a long time. He last played on the 15th of January. Um, and at this point, I'm not saying he's a drop. Maybe he is. The only thing, good thing about this from a fantasy perspective from Lowry, completely taking the personal aspect out of it, is that maybe it actually preserves him that when he does return in March, he's healthy for fantasy playoffs. Jimmy Butler's returning. He was out on Monday, so he'll be back on Tuesday. PJ Tucker is still questionable after that knee issue kept him out on Monday. He'd been putting up 12-team value. I don't actually buy that at all. Uh, Victor Oladipo, no real update on that. Um, wouldn't expect him back before the All-Star break. And even then, not enough impact. Markeith Morris still out. Now he's conditioning. He's not good anyway, but this is a very long time to be out. Omer Yurtseven's in COVID protocols, and Casey Okpala is out again with a wrist issue. Not that those guys are playing most nights. For the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Georgie Hill is dealing with a neck issue. He was playing 24, 25 minutes a night. Not that it mattered for 12 or 14 team fantasy leagues, but his absence is enabling guys like Grayson Allen to get a little bit of a boost in their production. And Brook Lopez still out with a back injury. We haven't really heard anything about when he could possibly be returning. It would be good if we could get an update on that, but we just haven't heard. And we keep rolling out Portis until he comes back. I don't think there's any point in stashing Brook Lopez. I'm not a big stash guy in general. Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell is doubtful for Tuesday with a shin issue. That's going to be three games in a row he misses. But the good news is that Patrick Beverly is likely to return on Tuesday. So your Jordan McLaughlin streams are probably in the dunny now. 
Um, it still gets a little bit of value there for Beasley. Actually, nah, because he's shit out for Jalen Noel with Russell out. But I, d- I don't expect that to be a long-term thing. Uh, Josh Kogi's dealing with a quad issue. He's not even a guaranteed rotation player. While Leandro Balmaro has been killing it in the G League, but he is now dealing with an ankle problem. He might have had an opportunity to play some minutes with Russell and Beverly out, but he has also succumbed to injury during that time frame. For the Pelicans, Josh the Hitman Hart will rest on Tuesday after playing on Monday. They're not really going anywhere. Hart has had knee issues all season. He's dealing with a knee contusion now. I'm not saying that he needs to be rested or anything like that. Or, in, or sorry, not saying he needs to be dropped or anything like that for fantasy. But there's going to be frustrations all over the place. Ingram's still questionable. If Ingram is out, I wonder if they go back to the Graham, not Graham, completely wrong name, the Hayes Valanchunas front court that worked so well last time. Or was that just an artifact of playing against the Cavs? So we want to watch that. We can stream Hayes in and see what happens on Tuesday, but there's a chance it just doesn't come to fruition. With Hart out, I expect they roll back the Garrett Temple starting lineup, but it could be Neil Keel, Alexander Walker. Who knows? Zion, another one of these players. I, I don't think he's playing this season. I don't know that for sure. It's very hard to officially rule him out, but I would have dropped him weeks ago. And if you are still holding him, congratulations to you, but you are wasting a roster spot, I think. Because uh, even if he comes back, it might be like his rookie year where he played like 22 minutes a night, 20 minutes a night, as they very, very slowly ramp him back into action. Didi Lazada dealing with a knee problem too. For the Knicks, it's clean. It's just Derek Rose, who is allegedly a little bit ahead of schedule with his knee issue, not worth a stash. But him coming back is going to further make that rotation messy. The Thunder. Shade Gildas Alexander with an ankle problem. He's out until the All-Star break. Maybe he misses a week after the All-Star break. Maybe all of his February's done. I do not expect that this is the end of the season for Shea. I would be pretty surprised. Isaiah Roby also dealing with an ankle problem. He went from a guy that I thought could be their starter this year to barely playing. He has absolutely gone in the shitter. He's been dreadful. Him and... like He started a bunch of games last year and was pretty solid. And uh, Teo Maladon started a bunch as well. They just don't play anymore. Same as Pokusevsky. They're just like, nah, see, we're, we're, you had a chance and you're trash. Vic Krejci also dealing with an ankle problem. Not that he was going to play either. Um, the Orlando Magic. An update would be great. At some point, Markel Fultz, who tore his ACL at the beginning of January, we're now 13 months into his recovery. There was some word that he'd be back before Christmas. I guess that was a lie. We don't know when he's coming back. Is he going to be back this month? I feel really dumb even suggesting that he'd be back this month because I, I just don't know. And if he comes back, the minutes are going to be pretty low, I would imagine. And because they, they don't need him. They've got Anthony and Suggs. That's their backcourt. So he's not worth a 12-team stash. Even in 30 minutes, is he even a must-roster 12-team league guy in a lot of spots? Probably not. John Isaac. Um, a couple of things here with Isaac. Does, is he real? The old yokai himself, is he going to play? I don't know. Um... I, I think there are new, numerous things. He's got to be healthy. It has to, has to be. It has to be healed. This is 18 months since a torn ACL, which you can theoretically come back from in 10 months. 18 months. Is he the world, world's worst healer? Was Dr. Nick Riviera performing the surgery? Was Isaac doing his own research on scalpel types and chose the wrong one? No idea what's going on. Is there an interpersonal issue with his teammates not liking him? Is there an organizational thing where they're just sitting him out because they want to keep losing games? I've got, I've got, actually have no idea. 
nobody seems to know and you are absolutely wasting roster spots holding on to him wasting them and you have been for months Michael Carter-Williams hasn't played Etuan Moore hasn't played Cool. Lucky they're on the roster. Well, RJ Hampton's still out with that knee problem. They have shown me without too much doubt that they don't like him as a player. The fact that they've had so many guys out and they still couldn't give him to 25 minutes a night doesn't make me feel confident that that's going to happen end of season. I like him as a player. They don't. Doesn't matter if I like him. The Sixers. Furkan Korkmaz. Hurt his knee. Um, he's out again for Wednesday. He's a clear drop in even 14-team leagues. Shake Milton with his back issue. He's out uh, again on Wednesday with that back contusion. He's been out for a long time. His absence is really, really helping Tyrese Maxey in his playing time and pushing his value up because there's no literally no backup point guard. And with Ferky out again, that's going to give Isaiah Joe those backup minutes, but that's a lot of Tyrese Maxey coming your way. And Ben Simmons, the story today from Ramona Shelburne was pretty wild about the, the stuff of him, you know, not answering Doc Rivers' texts, but wanting Doc Rivers to come to him and show love. And he's never playing for Philadelphia again, I think, well, this season at least. We can rule that out. He's not playing. I don't think he's getting traded. The whole situation from both sides is a complete mess. Both sides have made significant, and I don't want to both sides things, but they have. Both sides have made significant missteps, whether that's Maury or Rivers, Simmons, Embiid, Rich Paul. Everyone's made mistakes, and it's really ugly. And it should just be able to be resolved really quickly, either through Maury making a trade or Simmons just saying, oh, I'll just play like everyone else does. Everyone's making mistakes. It's a disgusting situation just in general from it, from everyone. Well, just the, the way it feels and looks is not good. I'm not, I'm not blaming one person or the other because I don't think that anything's as simple as that. But it isn't, it isn't great. Let's go to the Suns. I don't know what's going on with their injury reporting at the moment. Um, DeAndre Ayton was doubtful. Now he's questionable. Um, Jay Crowder's questionable for today. They just don't know where they want to be. Ayton has missed... How many games? One, two, three, seven games with this ankle sprain that he suffered on the 16th of January. Didn't appear to be too serious, but here we are. Maybe it's just a slow healer, which is possible as well. With him back, then your Biombo and McGee streams are done if he plays. Campaign's still out for another couple of weeks with his wrist problem. Um, Landry Shamit's dealing with an ankle issue. And then Abdul Nader and Frank Kaminsky are long-term absences with knee issues. For the Blazers, absolutely no update on Larry Nance. They haven't told us jack shit. They didn't even officially tell us he has a bone bruise, but that's what I've been told. And I don't expect him back this week. To be honest, I don't expect Larry Nance back in the next three weeks, but I don't know that. And with Robert Covington playing the way he is, it makes it tough. But the trade deadline's coming up. Could Covington get moved? Yeah. Could Nance get moved? Possibly. Who knows? We're two weeks away from the deadline. Actually, we're not. We're one week away from the deadline. So if you do want to stash Nance, I get it. This is one where I can see with a week to go, that stashing to see what happens with Covington, with Nance, is, is maybe worth it. But his knees are a consistent issue. Damian Lillard, abdominal issue. I do not believe he's coming back this season. I know they said he might, but they're bad. Like they're, they are, I know they've had a couple of wins, but they've also lost four of their last five with three of those losses being by at least 14 points. And one of them was a 17-point loss to the Thunder, who were without Shea Goodis-Alexander. 
And now Nasir Little's out for the season. Cody Zeller's not going to play again this year, I'm pretty sure. I think they're going to trade CJ McCollum to the Pelicans. Um, yeah, it's it's not great. Obviously, you're dropping Nasir Little. CJ Allen be dealing with a hamstring problem. If he plays, there is some deep league value in him. Same as my man Trendon Watford, who hurt his ankle last game but was able to return. Let's go to the Sacramento Kings. Darren Fox's ankle. Oh, if it was a playoff game, he would play. I'm not sure how they would know what a playoff game is like, but he's missed last five. Again, it's still not considered serious, but who knows? Not considered serious, but you're out two weeks. Sounds serious. When he is out, we're streaming Davion Mitchell, and Halliburton's value gets a bump. Marvin Bagley missed last game with an ankle problem. Will he start over Mo Harkless? Well, even though I don't think Bagley's good, I would start him over Mo Harkless. But is he a fantasy option? Not really. And then Terrence Davis is out for probably another three, four weeks here with this wrist problem. I would expect him back maybe in March. And he just, he's not good enough to hold through that situation. Things could open up depending on what happens at the trade deadline. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. For the Spurs, Murray, Pirtle, and White all rested last game. They're off the injury report. They're ready to go. Keita Bates-Diop, he's off the injury report after COVID. The only guy on the injury report is Zach Collins, who's out for conditioning. Now, he's been playing in the G League, so this conditioning thing's a little bit of bullshit. I do not expect Zach Collins to come in and have a sizable role this season. It's it's possible, sure, but is, is there any chance that Zach Collins is coming in and playing 22 minutes a night and having an impact in 12 and 14 team leagues and taking those minutes off McDermott and off Pirtle? Seems rather unlikely to me. If it happens, I'll react when it does happen. I don't think it's something we need to preemptively do. The Toronto Raptors, the big tree, Ken Birch, dealing with that nose fracture. He might be another week away. He's not going to have a fantasy impact, but what he is going to do is reduce the value of uh, the big sneeze, Precious Achua, and of the wiki Chris Boucher, who is trending down anyway at the moment. Goran Dragic is never playing for the Raptors again. He's on a pretty big contract still. Um, apparently, there's interest for him in the trade market. I don't really see the team that's going to make him into a 12-team league guy. In fact, I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist. So I wouldn't be worried about stashing him in that situation. The Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell still dealing with this concussion issue. Um, there was a report, and I just saw it flash up not long ago. So I'm just going to have a look what it was from Tony Jones about his concussion. Um, he saw a specialist today regarding his ongoing symptoms. He did not practice today. So, yeah, I don't um, I don't think that he's going to be ready to go um, for the game on Wednesday. I'd be highly, highly... He's officially listed questionable. I'll be highly doubtful if he plays. Rudy Gobert is questionable for Wednesday. He's a chance, but I also expect him to sit. Maybe their return comes on Friday against the Nets. Trent Forrest is dealing with an ankle injury. I think he is the guy most likely to pick up value with Ingles out, but it won't be for 12-team leagues. Daniel House Jr. dealing with COVID. He could also step into Ingles' role, but he's also on a 10-day and out with COVID. I think they would look to sign him rest of the season, but he's only going to be a deeper league guy. And of course, as I said, Joe Ingles out for the season with an ACL. We wonder if that's the end of his career. We hope it isn't, but we wonder. And then lastly, onto the Wizards, Brad Beal dealing with a wrist issue. Um, he's out at least the next couple of games. I would not be shocked to see him out until the deadline, another week or so. I don't think it's a, a thing that's going to end his season. But honestly, if they came out and said it did, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Weird shit happens. Um, just on the center situation here, we've got a week to the trade deadline. I think someone's getting traded. And I think it's 
probably Harrell. And that will mean Gafford's back in the lineup. And if Gafford plays 23 minutes a night, he is a 12-team league player. So if you are in a situation where you want to sit on someone, like Gafford's production has not been 12-team worthy since the 11th of January when Bryant returned. So you could have dropped him then. And you might, you know, holding onto a zero or basically a zero for a month is really tough work in a fantasy league. But we're a week to go. Maybe you just want to stash now and see what happens. Stashing for a full month, hard, really, really hard to do. Stashing for a week, stashing for how many games is it? One, two, three, yeah, for four nothing games, you might be able to get it. You can get away with that more versus doing it for 12 games. So that's that talk on that. That'll do it for me today. Shit, that was a long one. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, you know what to do. Thumb it up. Comment down below. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.